and welcome to the Football 360 Show, the Tuesday Night Football Fix. I am Shady Rock. Special thank you to Wendy's in Chesterfield, Missouri for sponsoring Football 360. You can find them in Chesterfield Valley. Work hard, play hard. Wendy's is family-owned and operated, known for their pizza, wings, and live entertainment. You can have a great time inside or out in the heated patio. Wendy's also has carry-out and online ordering available. Stop on by and check them out. You won't be disappointed. And make sure you tell them that you heard about it on the Football 360 show. He is Matt Bierman. Like I said, I am JP Rock. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, JP. Fun to be back. It is fun to be back. This is such a good time. We're having a good time, and everybody seems to love it so far. Hear a lot of good stuff when I'm out at games. Yeah, same uh, thing. Same thing. Hear a lot of good replies and a lot of great sending messages. Oh, absolutely. Giving good feedback about, you know, especially the recruiting. A lot of people love hearing the recruiting uh, information. They do. They do. They like the fact that it's informational besides just, you know, talking football. I, I think it's good, too, as, I, as people start to send us more questions and reach out, you know, we can address those concerns and Most definitely. answer questions for them. I think that's awesome. Yep. Hit us up on our social media at Football360Show on X formerly Twitter and Instagram as well. And you can hit me up at, at JP rock M O and your social medias are uh, elite football on, on Twitter. Uh, and then on Instagram, it's elite football Academy. So pretty straightforward. Yep. And uh, especially on the show, like share, subscribe. I think that really helps us get the word out and, and uh, do all the good things that uh, uh, we want to do with this show. Absolutely. And uh, JP at JP Rock scouts you on Instagram. And if you're interested in helping support this show, you want to advertise, go ahead and hit up Megan at Megs at football360show.com. And you can uh, be just like Wente's and help support football and football talk. Your Tuesday night football fix. Did you come up with that tagline? I did. It is. I stole it from you. Other than Maction, there's not much else going on Tuesday nights, and that's only a short period of time. Well, you know, you you need you need something following. You know, Monday night football. I guess is a cutoff for normal people, right? I'm at games all week long. Yep. Crisscrossing the country. I saw within the past week. I've seen middle school. I've seen freshman football, JV football, high school varsity football. You know, a little bit of college football and it just, you know, and thank goodness, you know, special shout out to our wives for, for putting up with us because amen, it's tough. It's tough this time of year. It's nothing but football. Yeah. I, 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 year round. I, I had great advice. A guy years ago told me, he said, get your wife involved with what you're doing because I can see where this is going. And if you don't, uh, you're going to have a problem. So I, yep, I did. I brought good. Stephanie into our business years ago, and that's probably been the best thing that, ever. That's, that's perfect. And we celebrate 20 years tomorrow. So Oh, well, congratulations. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. Just I wish we that. had an applause. Yeah. Uh, well, applause. Poor girl. She, she's had to put up with me all those years. I concur. But hey, congratulations, Stephanie, <laughs> for, 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 for being a stalwart <laughs> yes. and putting up with that. So a lot of good stuff going on football-wise. Uh I mean, just w- any particular players that you want to start? What's going on in your football world? Oh, I just you know I, the 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 woes of junior football. You know, you uh. get to you know you look at, and I think it's really interesting as as far as like how the landscape of the little guys, like you know the youth football, uh, then you have the middle school feeder leagues and select teams. But those kids put in a ton of work. I think you know a lot of times like it kind of gets swept under the rug as like it's just a lesser brand of football and. 
it really, it, there's some really good stuff happening at, at the younger age. There really I mean, is. I'm, I'm constantly shocked at the size of a lot of the, a lot of the kids, the skill of a lot of the kids. And, uh, you know, I had a guy, I was talking to a, a middle school coach today and he asked me about training and he said, Hey, what do you think about like, does it work? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty biased, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You go to games, you can see who the natural athletes are. And you can also see who the kids are that have been training their butts off and, and have skills that are different than the other kids. And, you know, I think that translates. But yeah, I, I'm knee deep in in uh, middle school football, but it'll it'll come to an abrupt end here in a couple weeks. So it really is. The season is going by super fast. We talked about it last week. How fast it, it's going by. We only have one more week of, yeah. of regular season high school football before we hit the playoffs going on. But there's a lot going on. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about. You know, playoffs, which happened to start the 27th. I mean, and that's everybody's equal, you yeah. know, in theory there. Yep. Everybody's equal, even though it might not necessarily be the case. But that's going to hit us real quick. We're going to talk some college football, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Mizzou, Illini with, with big wins. Parody. Do we have parody in college football? It's it's really interesting. You start seeing, uh, you know, the, the schools that have all the transfers coming in, like a Colorado getting upended by a Stanford. Right. And I think that, you know, people probably got caught off guard by that, but there's also that, uh, I think there is, there's just a lot of parody. I also think coaching matters. And, uh, you know, I think those teams that are really doing well in the recruiting, you know, sometimes getting teams to gel quickly when you're bringing all these people together. Right. That's a, that's a challenge unto itself. Right. Cause just having the transfer portal doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have success. It's no. still about who you bring in from that transfer portal. Case in point, uh, you know, the, the guy, uh, the quarterback for Kentucky. Yep. Was like the top quarterback from the transfer portal. Spent a lot of time, energy, money on him. Getting him. And, uh, and, not so much. And, and then you look at like, Success. it's just, just not really working. And and then you look at a guy that, you know, they stick with cook and he's got a really good you know grasp of what they're doing. And he's got one more year under his belt and trust from the players and teams and you know the coach coaches. Yeah. And uh, I think Mizzou look at the nation. Difference. Yeah. I think Mizzou nation loves him this week. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's back yeah. that they yeah, love him he's again. Back. He's back. He's back. He's back. So we're going to talk some recruiting, a lot of recruiting stuff happening. A lot of, a lot of, offers going out 2025 guys some of the 2024 guys we might talk a little you know preferred walk-on offer stuff i know one time we didn't do that i know one just went out mizzou just offered joe harris yep at uh, at slu preferred walk-on so we'll talk a little bit about that the kind of the ins and outs of that the positives and the negatives yeah there's a lot there's a lot a lot to that there is a lot to that and so you know i have my opinion i know i know that you do as well also, uh, maybe some helpful, some helpful tips, you know, to help these guys out. Maybe yep. a little training tip. I know I have something I want to talk about, and, and it's really based, comes down to your behavior, your behavior at all mm-hmm. times in public. I've seen some stuff go on, and I'm not, I would never name names, but I've seen some stuff go on. And I want to tell you, you never know who's watching you. You never know. No. And even if it's just what you're doing on the sideline or what you're doing in warm-ups, People are watching, especially people like me. Yeah. Body language matters. Yes. Oh, 100%. So, you know, you you listen, you don't know who is watching. You're correct. You don't know who's going to have a conversation uh, asking about you. So in my position, it's not uncommon. I get calls from NFL scouts fairly regularly and then NFL security as well. So the NFL security guys do the background check. So scouts are more canvassing, talking about work habits and things of that nature. 
But then when it comes to what the NFL scout, you know, the, the security, NFL security guys will call and they do their background checks and they want to know everything. They want to know, uh, you know like what the, the quality of character, who do they hang out with? What type of decisions do they make in high school? That, you know, they're, they're going to invest millions of dollars into somebody. They, they definitely want to know that there's something that's worth investing in, not just on the field, but they're gonna, not going to be a liability. Of course, they've missed on some over the years, but at the end of the day, scouts, you know, and, and, and NFL teams have a vested interest in seeing that, uh, seeing that work out. And, you know, and I think, you know, I think we're going to start seeing colleges do more of that because, you you are you're seeing colleges do more of recruiting that recruiting departments and, right. and doing more background and on, on what these guys are up to and then you know, how they behave and all that and then there's I do have a, a really interesting social media story that we can uh, hit on now if you want to or down the line but I think it is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen happen and it, it really rocked me to my core the first time I saw it happen is it along the lines of what I was t- just talking about yeah well yeah it, it's so social media related and yeah. back back in the day the NFL when they had the NFL HSPD camps and and uh, seven on seven every NFL team would send a team so we represented the Rams but what they would do is all 32 teams would be flown in there's NFL representatives the, the uh, you know the commissioner would come in upper level, you know, NFL management. So you, you're talking some serious hitters in the game of football. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd be at an NFL facility. So like one year was in Tampa. You got, you were in Indianapolis, we're in uh, Cleveland. So one of the years when social media started getting a little bit bigger, they had breakout rooms. So they'd have like all the NFC, NFC East teams were together. And what they did is on the board, they put up, uh, they would put up messages and they would, call an individual's name up and they would have them read what was on the screen for everybody in there to read. Mm. Public reading was, is always fun. Yeah. It was Twitter, you know, tweets that were not appropriate, disparaging towards women, talking about, you know, things, inappropriate things on all levels, things that you think that you're being funny with your friends. Thank God the Rams, we never had a kid on our team that had to get up and read, but it was the most eye-opening experience because most of the kids that did it still didn't want to take responsibility and felt bad that they had to do it when everybody else does it. But the reality of it is they're the ones who were caught. And some of the things that were said were, were really not good, not get good representations. And some of the kids ended up having bad behavior after that. And they were those kids and they ended up getting sent home. Yeah. So you just never know who's watching. It's very easy to, to download and access who you are. And, uh, it's getting easier by the day. Yeah, in 2023, you you can't hide. You can't hide no. stuff that goes on a, at all. We're also hoping to be joined by uh, Lee Summit North head coach Jamar Mosey of the number one ranked 8-0 Lee Summit North Broncos. Got things rolling there. Just had a big game against Lee Summit West. A couple of undefeated teams, yeah. and they just came out victorious. And with the playoffs coming up right around the corner, that's going to be really interesting. I know last week we had John Merritt on from DeSmet, another 8-0 team. Mm-hmm. And so those look like a couple of teams that, that might be, you know, meeting up here. Bound, and, bound, to, yeah, uh, bound yeah. to play each other. Right. And then uh, some off-season stuff. I mean, it's not too early. To, you know, I know there's still your playoffs and stuff going on in high school. But, uh, you know, if you're a freshman football player, you're a middle school player, your season's pretty much over. You know, there's I know there's some some playoffs and Super Bowl for some middle school mm-hmm. teams. But, you know, you, you might want to address some 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 plans for people. Oh, yeah. In how, to get, how to get activated. In Absolutely. The Absolutely. You know, 
how much downtime is appropriate what's a good plan to get yeah. to get rolling here in the walk off season you, walk you through all of it i we've seen it work for literally thousands of kids over the years absolutely so mizzou mizzou beat uh kentucky uh, five and one the third place in the sec east uh a, a team that they they should have beat mm-hmm. you know I, I know that they were ranked a little higher than mizzou i think mizzou is what 25 and kentucky was 21 yeah. So that's like a great that. road win. I mean, any oh. anytime you can win on the road in college football, let alone in an SEC stadium, I mean, that place was rock. And, and one of my good friends sent me a uh, a photo. I think it was like, let's say, call it like 10 minutes, five minutes left, whatever it was in the game. And it was the stands were empty. The only people in there were Mizzou fans. And it was pretty impressive that they – we had a good showing uh, crowd-wise. But, right. but their fans definitely did not like that. That usually that usually happens the other way. Yeah, it you does. Know? It's like usually up in Mizzou, usually like at halftime, everybody goes out to the parking lot to continue tailgate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it's nice to see the other team, you know, with their fan base. Heck yeah, and and I, I think the exits. You know, Mizzou's definitely got themselves in, in the catbird seat. They're bowl eligible. They're they're making good you know good decisions. Yes, offensively and defensively, they got some guys playing. They're playing through having guys hurt, and they're and they're still responding and playing. I think it's exciting to see where they're going to go. I mean, there's no, they, I don't know if I forgot the exact quote that Drinkwood said, but you know, let, let, let's keep it rolling to something to that effect of like, right. Hey, we can't stop now. So they're just part way to their goal. That is, they are part way. But what I see is, you know, you didn't have a, a big game by Luther, you know, you didn't have a big game by uh, Cody Schrader that I, that yep. I and they still found a way to win. Yeah. And that's progress. And just like beating the teams that they are supposed to beat, which I count Kentucky as that. Yeah. They're they're not this this this, you know, world beater. You know, they've beaten the teams they were supposed to beat. Everybody on their schedule was beatable. And they were in my opinion, they should have beat them and they did it. Yeah, I was looking at South Carolina. That's a that'll be an interesting one because they on paper should definitely beat them. Right. Um, but they're they've had some close really close games. Yeah. And uh what do you, you think know, of Spencer Rattler? You know what? Uh, I'm not. I'm not completely sold on him. Definitely as a solid quarterback. Um, yeah. Some of his antics have kind of turned me off. From right. him. But from a from a core mechanic standpoint, he's a you know to me, from a purist, uh, he's he's probably not as as gotcha. as, uh, as good as I, I think as advertised could, yeah, as, yeah. as as he could came be, out of right? high school. Oh, he was everything coming yeah. out of high school. He was the man coming out of high Speaking school. Speaking of people coming back down to earth, Caleb Williams had a really tough outing, right? And yep. it was very uh he was he was very frustrated watching I mean watching that game. He was definitely not uh feeling himself. And I I think that goes into a, a larger subject. We've kind of touched on this with the quarterbacks, but you know, this this new age style of throwing, right? This this craziness of sidearm. Sidearm stuff, which is great when you're being an athlete. But when you need consistency and the wheels start to wobble, you need to rely on core sound mechanics. That's why a guy like a Tom Brady can last as long as he can, or Aaron Rodgers, who, yes, changes his arm slot occasionally, but only when needed, not on his regular throws. So, you know, I think uh you know, they highlighted Brady Cook side-arming a ball in the game, which, yeah, when you're throwing a bubble screen to the right and they and they bring pressure into it, of course you're going to have to throw around it, right? But that's why you bubble screen to the right versus to the left because you have more leeway for the uh, right-handed quarterback. So things like that, I think uh, it should be a fun game to see. I mean, two, two let, let's call highly rated quarterbacks, you know, some of the best in the SEC going head-to-head. Right, absolutely. And like I said, Mizzou – they're showing progress. 
right? I'm not ready to, to, you know, say they're there yet. They're over the hump, yeah. but they're showing progress. Yep. And that's what you, that's what you ask for at this point in, in the season that, they're, that they're, you know, showing progress, the pro the program is showing progress. Yes. You know, recruiting from years, yeah. from years past. Well, that's definitely going to pay off. It definitely is paying off just things I hear from, from various players. And then, you know, in, in the background, yeah. it's definitely paying off. And a guy like Brady cook and, and his performance is, is going to pay off with, yeah. with some big time players. I agree. I think, that, I think, I think they're getting, he's, he's exciting people. And, uh, you know, the offense, I mean, first year offensive coordinator, um, it's exciting to see what they're doing. I mean, just give another year and see what, what they're able to do with Kirby Moore. Gotcha. So Lee Summit North head coach, Jamar Mosey is going to join us here. Coach Mosey, are you there? Coach I Mosey. am here. How you guys doing? Well, doing can fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Can hear you. Thanks for joining us so much. I see that you you might be in your vehicle en route someplace. I am. I am. I'm in my car. Okay. No, nothing wrong with that. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to, to join us. You're, you're a busy guy. Uh, you got the number one team in the state, the eight, no Lee summit North Broncos. Go ahead and, and, and tell us and enlighten everybody about your, about your Broncos this season. Um, we are eight, no, um, you know, it's been, a, we've been pretty consistent, um, getting better, you know, or trying to every week. Uh, we've had lots of challenges. We seem like we get, you know, everybody's best shot. You know, everybody wants right. to, to beat us. And so just getting our guys prepared every week has been a, I wouldn't say a challenge, but just getting them to understand, hey, you got to be ready to go every time we go out there. And uh, we had a big game last Friday against our uh, rival, you know, in, you know, in-city team, Lee Summit West. They were undefeated, and they gave us all we wanted. They were a real challenge. And so our guys didn't – they didn't flinch a bit, and they overcame. So I'm just kind of proud of where we are. And like I said, just trying to get better. Yeah, battle of the unbeaten's. They were eight. They were uh, seven and zero. Oh, you were seven and zero. Oh, and, and like you said, you have a target on your back. Everybody's giving you guys your, your best game. Uh, what's how do you get your guys up for that to to get them to realize that? It, it's just constant conversation. You know, getting them understand every week that you got to be prepared. You can't. You know, you got to be focused. Like we have Park Hill this week. Um, you know, they have a really good coach in Andy Sims, and so they're going to be prepared. And they're going to be ready to play us. Um, teams have done a really good job of their with making their adjustments. You know, they've they're not showing us what they show on film. You know, they'll play six games and they're doing one thing. And we get out there and they're doing you know a whole another thing, and so and doing it well. And so we, uh, I, I think you know, everybody has their undivided attention at this point because they've learned they've learned some lessons along the way. Uh, we've had some games that we didn't think that were going to be close, be close, and so a lot of humbling things. And so. I think they're ready to play. I mean, they'll be ready to play every Friday. I think, Coach, that's a that's a good. Uh, it's probably very frustrating when you're in season. You see something that you've you've studied all week and film and and run and think they're going to do, and then they show up and have a completely different game plan. Obviously, that's a sign of respect, but because um, they're trying to change their game plan to to, to hold up and, and and stay with you. But you do you feel like that's going to help you guys get as you get deeper into the end of the year as you. Uh, you know, you face these different strategies from different teams and, and, and you guys adjust. And so you're probably going to be seeing most of the things that you may see down line. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I just, even, you know, the schematically, the different fronts, offense and defense, we've, we've, we've just about seen everything. Um, Four-man fronts, five-man fronts, bare fronts, three-man fronts, blitzing, not blitzing. Yeah, so we, we've seen it all. Um, 
which is good for our guys to have to adjust on the fly um, mid-game. That you know, which happened last Friday, we had to the, our guys had to adjust. And on defense, we had to we had to change some things, and so they were able to do it. They understood it. So I definitely agree. That's a yes. Um, and also the little bit of strain that we get. Like last Friday, we had to earn that win, and I think that was needed. Um, you know, before we get into the playoffs. So I thought you know all of it's been really good for our progress. So, Coach, you guys have been in the mix for the state championship the past few years, and I got a chance to see you guys the first game against Liberty North, who's just right there on your heels. Uh, I noticed a little bit of different this year, difference this year, though. The, the, the players seem seem different. They have a different approach to, the, to this year. Are they, are they more bought into wanting to, you know, grab that brass ring, grab the state championship? I think so. Getting the taste of it last year, getting, you know, being that close and it not happening. Um, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt us all. And so it was no strain at all getting them to focus going into the offseason. They've worked their butts off. And then, you know, what you're seeing, too, is a lot of guys that have played. So now they're out there. They're they're comfortable. You know, starting with our quarterback, Elijah Leonard, he's just comfortable. And it makes a huge difference, you know, when you get in those tight games against really good football teams. He just doesn't get shook. And so – I think that's what you're seeing. Guys more confident, comfortable, and I mean, and they're hungry. They want to win it. Yeah, that's what I noticed. I I, I notice a hunger there that, that that you know they were babies, you know, because some of these guys will, and especially Isaiah starting as a freshman, you know, getting that game experience, you know, they've they've learned, you know, uh, as well as 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 more, you know, the defensive tackle more have learned, and you those are three of the more heavily recruited guys in the state, right, and so. But, and everybody knows about them, but you have some guys and, and talk about some of the guys who've stepped up. I know, in my opinion, Elijah Leonard is one of the best quarterbacks, most underrated quarterbacks in the state. Tanner Howes is just just money for you guys all the time. And uh, I, I really like the addition of Mike Lane, a cornerback, uh, transferred over from Park Hill South. You want to talk about those guys and some of your other players? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to start with Tanner. Tanner's a three-year starter for us, man, and I can't say he's probably the most important player for us on offense. He's a chain. He gets first downs. He's scrappy. He catches the ball. He runs the ball. He blocks. He kind of does whatever we need him to do. Um, and so it's it's a big help. He he's I don't know. He's just like a cornerstone of our team. I mentioned Elijah Leonard earlier. He's same thing. I mean, he's become he's become our quarterback, right? He's embodied it. Last year we kind of rotated with him, but now he's the guy, and he's done an awesome job. Um, of course, you got Kamari, who I think is way better than he was last year. Absolutely. He's gotten in better shape. He's he's a lot more trim. He's playing at about 285. Last year, he was about 314. Um, and it's made a huge difference. Of course, yeah. Will, Will Will's different. Uh, he's more different than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, you notice him right away. Yeah, it's just different. <laughs> and Isaiah's been just absolutely dynamic um, in space and with the ball. The things we can do with him is – Matter of fact, we're just finding out all the time, you know, how far we can go with him. He's just – he can do a lot with the ball in his hand. But our offensive line is one group I'm really proud of. Um, they're young. We got one senior on that group. Most of those guys played and started last year, and they're all back, and they'll be back again. And they've been really good every week, just getting better and better and better. And so I'm really proud of that group. And I would have to say our safety, he's not a guy that is highly recruited or anything. He's a shorter guy. His name is Isaac McIntosh. But he's a cornerstone. I mean, he he's always in the right spot. He tackles. Um, he gets his hands on footballs, interceptions. Just a great player for us. And, and going back to Mike Lane, you know, he was a guy that played receiver before he came to us, and we put him in the corner. 
And I think he's a power five guy. I mean, he may not end up being there, but I think he's that good. Um, we think he's the best corner around. He's, he's really dynamic. He's, he's real twitchy. He's got a lot of speed. He's long and he can cover. We think he can cover anybody. I mean, we leave him, him in man a lot of times and he does a really good job. Well, he showed that in the first game against Liberty North going against two D1 caliber wide receivers, heavily recruited guys, and he pretty much eliminated the, their threat. That, I mean, that's a common thing, though, Coach. You take those guys that are, like a, you know, let's say a good receiver but but have more potential on the defensive side. Sometimes I know it's a hard sell because kids kids want to be the, the guy with the ball in their hand, but uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, money to be made, if you will, playing on that other side of the ball. And I think once guys make that transition and they start buying in, it becomes, you know, it becomes really big. Yeah. Absolutely. He did. He did. And he bought in. I mean, I, I remember when I mentioned it to him, he kind of looked at me crazy. I said, hey, Mike, I, I think you're a DB, man. And I said, if you trust me and just go for it, I think it'll pay off. And, and it has. And it'll continue to as the season goes on. I mean, you know, we get into the playoffs, we're going to play some tougher teams. They're going to have some good, good wideouts. There's going to be some people that he's going to see that, We'll challenge him, and he'll challenge them back. Um, so, I, you know, we're really excited about him. He's just been – he's special to me. He's a special football player. He really is. And, and like I said, showed in, the, in that first game. And Kamari, I mean, you wouldn't recognize him from last year. When I, In fact, when I saw him that first game, I'm like, look at you, you know. He was lean and mean. You could tell he spent time in the weight room transforming his body. Same with, same with Isaiah. Isaiah, you could tell he spent time in, in the weight room. And all of those guys, including Will, told me, that they really worked hard in the offseason to, to transform their body and that that was part of your program that that, that has elevated them. Yeah, it's, it's something we're real serious about, that strength and conditioning piece. Um, we kind of saw it last year come full circle, how we were able to be physical in the back end, and we didn't have any injuries, which is always a blessing. And we're back here again, you know, coming up this, this part of the season, and we're, we're really healthy, you know. Knock on wood, right? We're going to right. – <laughs> We really attribute that to how we train and what we do in the weight room so we can play, you know, better in the back end of the season. And so now all those guys bought in, the whole team is bought in. So physically, we are a strong football team. We're, we got good size and, you know, we're really excited about that. You, you're a good young team too. I, I was in, uh, I was in Liberty, Missouri last Wednesday and I got a chance to see your freshman team and coach, you guys are going to be good for a while. Yeah. That, that freshman group is scary. Um, they're, Scary in a good way. They're, they're yes. the best freshman group I think we've ever had. And that's an argument all the time uh, with our different classes. Right, of course. But I, uh, I don't know how close it is because Isaiah's class, the 25 class, they get all they get all bent out of shape over it. But right. I'm like, guys, you're not beating that 27 class in the game. The same age, you, you're just not doing it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I've, I've been doing this for a while, and I agree with you. I agree with you. That, that 27 class you have right now it is scary. I mean, across the board, every position. Wow. Yeah, it's just physically they're just I don't know the way they hit run around skill wise I mean oh, just it's ridiculous. They're, so they're, coach to the, a lot of them like in Kansas City. So forgive me if I'm you know I'm over here on the other side. But do you guys like do they have a feeder team that like feeds to the high school or is it or like a, a middle school team? You know predominantly yeah. we we have a we have a middle school team and that's you know the middle school team and then we have our our junior uh, Bronco club that we have that we really start about six years old and it'll feed into our middle school. And so a lot of those guys are in that system. Um, so we are able to see those guys and connect with those guys for years before they become high schoolers. But 
it doesn't mean you know it doesn't ensure that they're going to be really good like that yeah. um yeah just a good group of guys they've been together a long time and it just hit right all those guys are just i don't know uh like jp said they're just physically different yeah uh, a lot of special they guys love they love ball they and, live it yeah, yeah i got talented guys but they don't love ball like these guys these guys love ball they don't have any great issues they don't have any behavior issues like i don't have to say anything to these guys they just they want to work matter of fact they bug me they irritate me more than anything because they always mm -hmm. want something right coach yeah. can i press out can i be on the sideline friday night can i can i can can i you know and so mm -hmm. their season's about to come to an end on wednesday they play liberty and i'm going to move about 20 of them up i'm just going to move them up um so they keep practicing with this awesome. good they're, they're well deserving well coach i appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us it, it was fun and i'm sure that not only will i see you on the sidelines coming up here in the playoffs but hopefully you come back and join us maybe with maybe with some hardware you know what i mean oh hope so if i do man please have me back if we got one of those absolutely you got it good luck yes, coach. Thank you guys. coach jamar mosey from lee summit north joining us thank you so much coach uh just another great, you know, we, we had Coach Merritt on last week. Yeah. Doing a phenomenal job over there. You know, in the past, we, we've, we've spoken with the other coaches. Uh, Coach Wagner, um, he's he's another guy like that, just doing great things. Program builders. And yep. well, that's what's really great across the state of Missouri is you have guys building programs. So they're not just coaches. They're program builders. Which, yeah, again, it's like, do you want to have, like, what he's, what he's built? Then you have those young guys starting at six all the way through. Right. I mean, that's, you know, there's no greater sense of community. I mean, I obviously I'm biased with football, but if you have that, those little guys feeding to the middle school, then yeah, obviously you have different classes that have different chemistry and you can see it from year to year. Rare, very rare is it back-to-back -back classes, especially in the public school setting, but um, it's just, it's really cool, right? I mean, and, and it's the same thing we've talked about here in St. Louis where you have the feeders. You got teams that, now, you know, like a, a Francis Holland, those guys going down to third grade or, uh, and then they come all the way up through eighth grade, and then they get there, and now they're finally a high school football player. So I think that's a really neat uh, part of the community, and it, it stitches it together a little bit better right. for football. It really is. And like he was saying, these guys, and like we talked about last week, whether it's, you know, whether you're you're just a young guy who's physically developed first than the other guys, these guys are both. These guys are developed and skilled, but you, you still see that they have that ceiling. Well, that, something he said, and we've we've hit on this numerous times. And, I, and Deion Sanders actually brought it up about his team. He's like, "Do you do you love? Got it from us. Do you love football? Right, right. Essentially, or do you love the thought of you know, or do you like football? Right, right." You know, and I always say, do you love football or do you love the thought of football, right? And the, the thought of football, meaning it's the Instagram, it's the it's the dressing up in a uniform, it's all that stuff. Friday if you hero, love football, yeah. if you really love football, you're going to spend time getting good at the game that you love, right? And you're going to spend time studying it. You're going to spend time uh, working out. You're going to spend time thinking about it, talking about it, uh, and then obviously developing yourself. And I think that's the major difference that a lot of people do not understand. If you're going to be one of those guys, you have to do so much more, right? Whether Without God question. gave you all the skill or not, you have to do more than anybody else 
to just survive in the game, let alone let alone thrive in the game. It really is a three sixty approach, yes. right? You you have to do the whole bit. You have to do the whole deal. You can't just do one thing. You can't just be a great athlete and be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as far because guess what? I see it every Friday night. I see it during the week. I see it Saturdays. The guys who might not be a skilled athlete are able to take care of the guys who are because they've spent that time. They've done the 360 approach. Yep. And that, that 360 approach is following everything your coaches ask you to follow, right? All their guidelines, being a good human being first and foremost, and then following all those guidelines, taking care of your nutrition, making sure you're sleeping enough, getting your grades, making sure you're recovering. Yeah. Getting, taking sure you got your, make sure you got your grades, but that, that food component, nutrition, sleep, hydration, skill development, body development, all those things pour into who you are as an individual playing football. And if you don't spend the time or you cheat one area, there's somebody else that's willing to do it, right? And they will do it and you will meet them at some point. Or they will pass you by. And they will. And so pass you by. I've seen it so many times. And I think, you know, but but on the flip side, if you're a guy that maybe wasn't given every single blessing, as, as it pertains to being a football player from a physical standpoint or just an innate ability standpoint, you can work for it. So if you continually drive and stay around people that are like-minded, you know, and you have a growth mindset that you're going to get better and you're going to develop yourself, it is possible. And I think, you know, far too often we're, we're led astray to think that it's this easy path and it's not an easy path. Like no, if, if, it, if it were, everybody, everybody would be doing, doing it, right? right? And there's a reason why it's like, what, 5.86% 6% of high school players get to go on and play in college. It's just, it's just that simple. Right. There's not enough room for everybody. And the, the horrible thing is you don't want to see guys who leave it on the table. I unfortunately see way too much of that where guys have the athletic ability yeah. and, and the talent, but they're not willing to go that extra effort and they're not willing to put in the work to keep building. They settle. And you yeah. see the guys who go on, that you were talking about that low number because they didn't settle. They don't, they they don't above and beyond. They take care of themselves. You know, I look at, uh, I'll use Tony Adams as a great example. Just had his first NFL Uh, uh, interception. Yeah. Uh, Sealed, sealed the deal, right? Sunday night football. Um, He, yes, he he was blessed with a a tremendous amount of um, athletic ability. Natural athletic ability. More than I've seen with a lot of most guys. anybody, yeah. most anybody, just unbelievable jumping ability, twitchiness. But the common theme with him is they're changing coaches. They're doing all these different things, things that didn't generally work in his favor in college. He never got dissuaded, never got discouraged. He stuck with it, stayed to the plan, took care of his body, learned new things about how to take care of his body, Right outside of his program where he was doing more stuff, body work with one of our doctors, Dr. Tony Katakis, who really transformed a lot of like what he was thinking about how to recover, how to take care of himself. And those things end up keeping you in his position longer, right? He went in as a undrafted free agent. I don't want to give the full story because it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things, but he was told by someone close in his circle from a coaching perspective, that the best he would be as a practice squad player, right? And he took that and didn't take it as to heart and saying, oh, that you're right, coach. You're right. That's what I am. Mm. He took it and said, I'm going to show you, right? 
he went into training camp, beat out five safeties. Okay, played a little bit last year, was told by his coaching staff at his exit meetings that he reminded him of some high-level players. I said, Tony, that's a good opportunity to come back and eat people's lunch next year. He went back in training camp. He earned a starting spot. <laughs> and yeah. Now the rest is history, right. right? He had a little hamstring issue a few weeks ago, but he's doing awesome and and yeah. and, and got a, a game-clinching interception darn near a pick six. Yeah. I mean, that perseverance, that constantly mm-hmm. learning, constantly building, uh, that helps separate everybody. Yeah. You know, never be afraid to learn new stuff. Never be afraid to ask, to, to reach out because, you know, coaches, your high school coaches, a lot of those guys are busy. Yeah. You need to reach out, find out. And with the internet is, is great. You can find all kinds of information, even if you, you know, yeah. can't, can't get a hold of it, an actual human being to do it. You can find that information you're looking for to help make you a better player. But perseverance is, is huge. The guys who stick to it, don't get down on yourself. You know, I see a lot of guys getting down on themselves after a loss. I'm really, after the first, first game of the season, I saw guys crying. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, what? it's a long year. It's a long season. You don't want to, don't want to do that. Don't want to get down on yourself. And something's really interesting is the sleep component. I see a lot of guys because I'm a night owl. I don't sleep myself, but I'm old. So it doesn't matter if I sleep or not. But when you're a young guy, developing athlete, man, you got to get your sleep. So we we can get more into it, but a a guy that I uh, used to work out with, uh, a guy named Sean Stevenson, he wrote a book on, on uh, sleep smarter. It's called. And, uh, really outstanding um kids should be sleeping by 10 p.m okay hmm. give you a quick little tidbit because but you should read the book if you if, or listen to it if, if you're an audio audiobook person but by 10 10 p.m the circadian rhythm of your body has created all the hormones and all the uh, relief agents your body needs to repair recover and and, and start to start the sleep process and recover um, especially in kids that are growing 10 p.m. is the is pretty much the time, you know, for the sunset to when you should be sleeping. And uh, he gives a he gives a, a a good example of getting a second wind. And we've all gotten it, right? We've all had the second wind. We all feel great. It's like it's midnight, one o'clock. You're doing whatever. Guys are That's playing video games and texting. Yeah. So what he, what he describes is is he's like essentially, you know what that is. That is all the hormones, everything, all the energy your body spent from the moment you woke up, it built them up all day, and you just took all of them for yourself in a one to two hour period to stay up later. Now when you sleep, you don't restore, you don't grow, right? Fun fact, when you, when you let's say you come in and do a skill training session or you go to practice, when you learn a new skill or you, or you redo a skill and you keep you're doing repetitive behavior, what happens is that's not happening. You know, we talk about muscle memory. That's not happening instantaneous as you as you go through that mechanic or movement or play, whatever it might be. When you sleep, that is downloaded out of your brain into the body, right? So if you don't sleep, some of the work you did is just lost, right? Just Bad gone. floppy disk, yep. it's gone. So sleep is imperative. Hydration is imperative. Uh, right. We could all drink more water. We can all get better sleep. But the kids, the guys that we're, you know, that we're talking to in this, you're in your formative years. You should be, this is, this is when you should be learning and growing the most. Right. And so if you're, if you're neglecting that, that's on you, right. That's, that's a personal behavior and responsibility you have to yourself. Yep. Yeah. You want to try to go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time. 
yep. to, to be stay in that what you're talking about mm-hmm. right so that's that, i mean that's fascinating stuff yeah. I, I think yeah i think it's, it's really helpful information to people especially the players out there to you know help give oh, them the, an the other thing and we all do it right yeah blue light on your uh, phone and the yeah. blue light there's research i mean the, the book is fascinating the best it, is falling asleep with it in your hand oh, and you, we all have done it right it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. it's horrible it, yeah, we it have. Is. you really feel like garbage the next day <laughs> yes you do <laughs> when you wake up with that phone pressed in your face that's 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 the worst so um illinois won not having the best season you follow much illinois football? yeah i love i love watching them just because you know isaiah williams reggie love right a couple guys that you know played seven on seven midwest boom with us and then trained with us uh, they're good guys. It's fun to watch. I, I love watching any game. People ask what games I watch. All of them. I watch all the games that yep. we have kids playing in. And guess what? <clears throat> we have kids pretty much across the country. And it's it's Without it's really doubt. neat to see because uh, you know we have we have just so many guys. I mean, I was at I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings a couple years ago. There was ten different games being played throughout the day. I took a picture of every screen. We had a kid playing for each team on every screen. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and it's, I know it's, it seems it's exciting. Like it is exciting. And I know we talk about a lot of kids and we talk about a lot of top kids. And what's funny is that, you know, it's not by choice, but a lot of the top kids are kids that you are involved with. Well, you just think about it. If you're going to train, right, you're training for one of two reasons. You need to get better and, and come way up a level or you've established like, hey, I'm a guy and I really want to do this and I, I love doing it. You want to keep I, your skills up. And I think there's something about being around other people that are like-minded that want to push you, right? I mean, not everybody on a high school football team aspires to be a college football player, right? But we need every one of those guys out there. So we want to maximize those guys. But the guys that are going to matriculate and rise up the ranks, we need them to understand that that this doesn't happen by accident. So you have to work for it. But if you're around other guys, like the iron sharpens iron, you know, uh, adage is very important, right? Because – for instance, high-level quarterback came in this weekend, um, one of his first times you know, in our facility, if not – yeah, very first time, um, throwing with other guys. Does that raise everybody's level? Yeah, he's competing, but they want to compete against exactly. him. And, then, yep. and it all just kind of you know, pushes the water level higher and everybody starts getting a little bit more hyped. And you know, then it brings out the best in everybody. And I think that is part of being a competitor. And it's okay to compete. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants to see if they throw as hard as that guy. If they have a, the accuracy that that guy. Oh, when has. you throw at targets, it's pretty easy to see, right? Oh, without a doubt, it's you can't hide easy. that. You cannot hide. You can't hide that. You can't blame your wide receiver. No, you can't for for that one. And and, and I really love that. Linda Wood lost. Uh, they're currently three and four. Simo uh, won. They beat uh, Eastern Illinois. They're uh, they're they, they improved to two and four. Not not the best. Yeah, that's not. I think that's not what they were thinking they were going to have this year. No, not at all. Yeah, but they got a young Patrick Heider waiting in the wings. They do. Um, I think that'll be really cool to see when he get, finally gets the keys to that that system and and sees you know, what he's able to do. They do, and and recruits seem to be looking past that record because I know I talked to a lot of recruits, oh, yeah. and and Simo's still right there. In fact, I, I spoke with one this weekend. He's a high level guy, and he's they're number one on his list. Yep. So they see what's being built there. They see what what the possibility is, and so they're not just you know going by the record, right. which is which is great. Yep, that means they got quality coaches recruiting them too. Without a doubt. Building relationships. Without a doubt. And then, you know, top five teams, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, and Washington. A couple of those teams are just, you know, you're not used to. And we're going to see if the Big Ten is does like it always does. Yeah. 
where they're up there, you know, high in the rankings, and then they run across the SEC or Big 12, and you find out something happens. Something yeah. happens. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. it's. And I think this whole, the next couple of years, when all this full um, transformation of conference, you know, realignment uh, takes place, you're going to have guys beating up on each other, too, that never had to beat up on each other. And it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, when their record has two to three losses, when they're used to having one. Yeah. In conference, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be interesting. A lot of changes. I was just looking the other day, you know, at Mizzou's schedule for 2024. Mm-hmm. Hello, you know, what used to be the SEC West. Yeah. You're going to get a heavy dose of that, you know. And so, you know, they're, it's good that they're making hay right now while they can, while their schedule's, you know, in their favor and they're beating who they are and they're coming up. They got tough games against Georgia. They still got Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is no joke. Nope. You know. So it's, oh. it's, it's going to, yeah, they were hanging with Alabama this weekend. They were hanging with Alabama, Alabama, number 11. I don't yeah. remember the last time Alabama was not in the top 10. Yeah. Do you? No, I tell you what, I sure love listening to Nick Saban talk after his practices yeah. and his press conferences. There's yeah. Uh, there's probably not much he hasn't seen. Right. And he, yeah. he loves to give it back to, he, give it back so to in him. other words, you like him like jousting with the, the journalists. I, I think it's fun. He gives it, I, it, I, it he gives fun. it to him. It's fun. It is fun. That, nothing, nothing beats that. So, like we were saying, uh, last season of, of high school football, there's still some unbeatens in Class 6, Lee Summit North. We had head coach Jamar Mosey on. They're still unbeaten. DeSmet, Coach Merritt was on last week with us. They're still unbeaten, 8-0. Nixa, we had Jackson Cantwell mm-hmm. on. It's funny how that works, huh? Yeah. You, you, come so, on the show. Come on the show. You'll, you'll be unbeaten. You, you'll, you know, you'll have a Your ratings place. will go up. You know? Exactly. Oak Park, they're, they're still unbeaten. And Sackman. So those are the two teams we got to get from from class six on here yep. soon. Sacramento, you know, we've talked about them. Interesting, interesting program. Yeah, they've they've uh, uh, definitely elevated their program. I mean, they are they're winning. They're used to winning now. I think it's you know, cultural. They have a really good youth feeder yes. program going. They do, and uh, I think they again they're doing it right. I remember years ago that was not the case. I went. I was coaching. Parkway West, playing Gabbert, we went down there, and uh, it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. He was uh, throwing the ball over the field, and it was just you know, and, and they just didn't have much of a defense. Now they're a much more solid, top to bottom program. All right, Oak Park. They have a, a highly recruited. Uh, he's getting there, highly recruited. He's one of the top running backs in, in the junior class. His name is Travon Pankey. Uh, 6'1", 185 pounds, speed, power, you know, one of the leading rushers in the state. Uh, but they have a, a good team surrounding him as well. You know, yeah. you have the, he's kind of the star, and then they have, you know, a lot of talent surrounding him. They had a couple of 150-yard rushers last week, as a matter of fact. And so they're a team to watch. They have a, a tough game against Fort Osage, who also has, you remember River Peppers from the Elite Combine, yeah. came in and just killed it. Right, who uh, I think uh, River was at South Dakota State this past weekend. Yeah, I saw you had posted that. Yeah, yeah. and so that's going to be a nice matchup of two of the top running backs in the junior class, especially in the Kansas Kansas City side of the state. Cardinal Ritter, of course, eight and zero. Lebanon, eight and zero. Summit, another team. You know, I spoke with uh, Elijah Stevens. They're just they're just you know going to be there. They're going to be in the mix. Yep, for Class Five. They are. I, I would not overlook them. They are. They're well top to bottom. They got a nice defense. Very unique too. They're just a good group of kids that really love each other and love playing together. It's just a fun, fun deal. Grant Gibson's a kid who's been really working his butt off for years, and uh, 
he's really he knows that he's a humble kid he's a good yeah. kid unassuming kid he, he's a guy that i'm a little shocked that hasn't received more recruiting attention right i mean he, yeah. he, he has good command uh he moves well enough he's a bit for a big guy and he puts the ball where it's supposed to be and he's you know he knows the offense right he knows he he understands where the ball is supposed to go which you know a lot of guys don't that's not yeah. you can't take that for granted yeah. so those that's a guy that will be able to fit in a system in college right big physical quarterback about six three two ten right yeah Yep. around there uh saint dominic also undefeated in class yeah. five a, a, a team that's that i was having a conversation with of course they beat micds last week yep and uh at, at away too, at away at road. micds which is which is pretty kind of amazing and just their whole program is amazing last year I, I got to watch them in the playoffs defeat a really good west plains team yep you know a bunch of country kids uh yeah they do came just do a good job with a lot program. of talent yeah absolutely and so, so they have a really good quarterback who you're yep, familiar with, yep, Brennan. Yeah, Brennan Shashin, uh, young, you know, young guy. He's getting to get just a to, sophomore. They're getting to throw the ball around. They obviously have a really strong running attack as well. So. Yeah, Thomas Pulliam. Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're a really well balanced guy. team, and I think that they, uh, you and know, they they, get they're after confident. Defense. Yeah, yeah, they're confident. They're yep. very confident. So I think that's an exciting uh, thing, especially to see. You know, they, they've been solid, but you can tell they're starting to surge, especially after last year. They've had some some really good, uh, some really big statement wins this year. Yes, absolutely. Just a, a great job. Another program that's done a great job. Uh, only one undefeated in the top teams in Class 4. Probably might be the story of the year, depending upon how the rest of their season goes. But so far, they really are. Is Warrington. Yes. Is 8-0. Heck of a heck of a job there, Warrington, and they have a lot of talent. Remember the name Chance McPike. He's just a freshman, about 6'1", 175, 180 pounds, wide receiver. Could really play at all. Could play quarterback. Could play you know DB yep. wide receiver. Just killing it. Had like two hundred and fifty yards receiving in a game like a couple of weeks ago. Their quarterback Charlie Blondin's Charlie a really Blondin. really yeah. nice quarterback. They obviously have a good, good running attack as well. Yeah, Charlie uh, Charlie transferring from uh, Lutheran St. Charles. Yeah. Yep. With the coaching change, and then you're right, Austin Haas, really nice yeah, running back. Well. They're solid across the board. Nice, nice offensive and defensive line. Uh, you know, a lot of people just really didn't expect anything. No, and I no, love to see those stories. I love to see the guys just pop out of nowhere, like, yeah. unassuming. Nobody expected them. Work in silence, and then put it on, you know, put it on display. Right, exactly. And uh, I mean, Class Three, Seneca and Ava down in Southwest Missouri, they're still un- undefeated. In Class Two, there are eight undefeated teams that's kind of which is kind of odd well, that'll it's, change here in a few weeks that will change here in a few weeks because they're gonna <laughs> yeah. obviously they're gonna have to play each other yeah. bowling green blaine bryant and, yeah, and his, oh man just stud. An absolute stud 275 yards his past five touchdowns he's gonna be tough to stop big he looks the part I mean, he remember watching him at the combine going Ooh, he yeah. can run he's fast he, he looks looks the part unbelievable just unbelievable athlete and then um, I got to see Hillsborough and Ritter on on Saturday. That game yep. was moved. It was supposed to be Friday, so it moved to Saturday. Thank goodness I, I got a chance to see it. I was in Kansas City on Friday night, and I got to see some small-town football, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, not necessarily a lot of a lot of big-time talent on display. Actually, there was, which is what took me there. But it was just such a cool experience. You know, like the whole little town comes out and everybody knows each other. And it's just really, it's just really yeah. cool atmosphere. Yep. Most definitely. That's tell you what, um, we've talked about Hillsboro. They, they have a heck of a program, right? And, mm-hmm. the, and you know, those two, I think enjoyed playing one another, right? Cause oh, they, they know, did. they know that they're, 
they need to, again, iron sharpens iron. I, I know Coach Sikarski, I, I saw a quote where he felt like they played well but didn't, you know, didn't get the outcome they wanted, but they feel as though they bettered themselves by taking on a you know, top flight. Without opponent. a doubt. Without a doubt. And I'm telling you what, the Brown brothers, they could have just uh, changed uniforms and played yeah. just, as, just as well. And Preston Brown is a name to remember. Junior quarterback. Every bit of six two at least. Yeah, stud. Uh, just a stud can throw great speed. I don't know if you saw some of the clips that I posted. Yeah, runs like a running back. Oh yeah. I mean, some of those moves he's, he was making were just just incredible. He's an outstanding. Yeah, he does uh, seven on seven with us, and uh, he's just a stud. Doesn't doesn't get necessarily the hyper attention that no. he does because he does play at, at Hillsboro, which yep. is a little off the beaten path. So what would your suggestion be? Because I get this a lot from guys for somebody like that, a really stud quarterback to help increase their recruiting profile. Uh, you know, I think uh, they've done a lot just to, you know, from a, from a, you know, getting reps seven on seven and doing the combines and camps. Yep. Uh, I remember they, they came up, we did the St. Louis Metro football coaches association when he, so he was going to be a rising sophomore, I believe. And uh, they were there last year. Too. Yeah, and they were came both years that we've done it, and uh, which is a really good opportunity because there's a bunch of coaches, a smaller combine in the spring, and you know, leading up to the uh, mega camp. And he he came up, ripped the ball, and college coach was like, "Who's this guy?" Right, and then he was, he was so young, it was like, "Oh, it was some you know, let's say mid level schools who knew that they weren't going to have an opportunity, you know, as he gets older." So, to answer your question, I think. You know, getting getting the good quality game film out, right? Getting to the to the right schools, you know, being like, proactive, you know, being with proactive, the yes, yeah. being very proactive. You know, uh, leaning on guys like ourselves to help spread the word, um, and then and then also, you know, this this coming camp combine season is going to be really big for him because he's you know that rising guy that right. someone's going to be able to sneak in and grab, you know, or, or get an offer into. Um, but I think, and then the, the, the tough thing was a quarterback is once you start getting those offers coming your way, like it, it, it's easy, right? But it takes that first big offer to kind of spring you free. And unfortunately with the transfer portal, like it, it, there's not a lot of springing free. There's a, there's less quarterback spots. So uh, people are pretty picky with that. So once someone finds what they're looking for and they see you, you just never know back to what you were saying, who's laying in wait and they're watching you. Never do. And they are, they're just waiting for that opportunity and they don't want to show their hand too early and it happens all the time without question but, but yeah just just great and we'll talk more about the camp combine yeah. stuff hopefully we have that date lined up yeah it one. looks like it's going to be uh march 9th march 9th saturday march 9th and you want to make sure that you hit the right camp combine combination i know that there's there's only two combines that i you know recommend to anybody and that is the elite combine and the Kansas City Varsity, KC Varsity. Yep. And then you want to hit college camps. Yep, mega okay. camp. Yep. First week in June, uh, yep. first Friday and Saturday at Lindenwood. And then pick individual camps yep. on varying levels. Don't just go to D1 camps. Don't just go to Oklahoma. and Go on every level because, there's, you know, you, you need to expose yourself to as many different coaches on as many different levels as possible. So uh, to that point, uh, a good friend of mine, a guy named Bush Hamden, who actually was a uh, – Former Mizzou, yeah, coach. former Mizzou coach. Yeah. He's the offensive coordinator at Boise State. Years ago, he was at Arkansas State uh, when he when we first started um, talking with one another when he was recruiting St. Louis. Uh, he made a comment about a couple kids that were, he said, hey, have them come down to a camp, right? They would come down to, if they think they're power five guys and they come down and they don't get offered by us at, at uh, Arkansas State, it's probably a good indication they're not power five guys, right? 
And so knowing, uh, you know, where you have a few of those camps where you go, where you think you are that level to see if you're going to get that offer, it's really important, right? Because if you are a guy, sometimes it, it might not be a fit. You might not be a fit. But the reality of it is, is if you are a guy that, that you know, the, they fits the mold of what they're looking for, they should offer you if you're, if you're higher level than them. They will, especially if they're a Division One team. Right. You know, maybe a D2 team will shy away because they just don't want to get their feelings hurt. But the reality of, reality of it is, is if you are that dude, they're going to offer you. Like, that's just the way it is. At, at the same time, though, I will say, don't let that be discouraged Correct. to you. Because Correct. I can tell you, I've been to a lot of camps and I've seen coaches and I've spoken with coaches who are like, hmm, I don't think so. And especially if they ask me names and I throw some names out there like, I don't see, yeah. you know, several of those guys are playing at Michigan. One of the guys yep. is the quarterback at the University of Florida right now who never got an offer. Uh, one of them is playing in the NFL. In fact, uh, you know him very well, played at Vianney. I don't even need yeah. to. Oh, yeah. I think, every, he led, I think he led the NFL in rushing last yeah, week. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody can figure it out. So do not get discouraged because I've, because, you know, nobody's infallible as far as evaluating talent. Right. So if you don't get that offer, keep going. Well, yeah, you have to get to as many of those camps as possible. So right. if you just don't, you know, like JP said, spread your, spread it out. Yeah. Right. As many eyes as possible. Yeah. And, That's you know, and a good, another good strategy is say you get an offer from a particular school or you're starting to get interest from a particular school, hit the other schools in that conference up. Because once they start seeing you're posting about, you know, let's say Georgetown and the Patriot League, those other schools, Holy Cross, uh, you know, the, Lehigh, other schools in that conference. If competition likes you, are, yes, they're going to they, like they you. They start tuning automatically. That, that's yep. just the way it works. Absolutely. Some guys who are not having any problem getting offers, Jack Lang, Little recruiting news, Jack Lang, uh, 6'8", offensive tackle from Eureka, just picked up an offer from Michigan, Kansas, and Iowa. Yeah, he's having a heck of a, a fall. Un unbelievable fall. Dylan Duff, the SMAT quarterback, yep. another part of that 2025, just phenomenal class. Picked up offers from uh, Central Florida, UCF, and Duke, which I know he's spoken to me before about yeah. being a big fan of Duke. He's got a sister playing uh, soccer down at Clemson, so that'd be oh, that'd down be nice. that same corridor. Right, but he's a guy who will get a lot more Heck from yeah. a lot other P five schools. Uh, Jason King, Tennessee and Boston College, picking up offers within the past week. Tristan Abram, another guy yep. that we both know pretty well, picked up an offer from Cincinnati. Uh, Jack uh, Davis Shukar, twenty yep. second offer from Cornell. He's a super smart guy. Yeah. He's gonna gonna you know future president or whatever. Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, definitely got some high-level schools after him. High-level schools. Mason Burke, even though he committed to Linwood, the schools aren't Almost backing there, off. Yeah. Missouri yep. State. Uh, Jackson Cole, CBC 2025 tight end, picked up an offer from uh, Tulsa. And Joe Harris, the wide receiver we were talking about, picked up a preferred walk-on offer from Mizzou. Um, interesting. We always seem to run out of time when we're talking about preferred walk-ons. And I know we've had some, some, some viewers say, Hey, could you, could you talk some more about preferred walk-on? Well, real quick, uh, obviously they can ignite your, your, uh, your game, right? They get your recruiting Use it to your game. advantage. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing is too, is you got to understand in the NIL era, I was told by a college coach, uh, there's no, uh, scholarship limits anymore with NIL. Mm, keep so that in mind. There are certainly kids that are getting uh, preferred walk-ons that are um, also getting decent um, NIL deals. Right? right? They're getting food. They're getting they're getting different things that by NCA rules in the past were not good. You couldn't do. And now uh, you know there's definitely some uh, 
some leeway with uh, NIL. So I know of a few kids that were preferred walk-ons that could have gone to other schools last year, let's say some FCS schools. They went power five and they're at that school living it up just like all the rest of the guys. They may be paying a little bit of money, but they're also getting uh, some some uh, benefits in return. Right. So a uh, couple of commitments. Ja'Cory Love committed to Southeast Missouri, committed to CMO. We were just talking about that. Heck of a heck of a stud running back. Yep. I mean, we're talking about this is a kid who's a legit 4540, 38-inch vertical, just just unbelievable athlete, a great pickup for from SEMO. Yep. And we'll see what happens with them. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say Rodney McNeil, uh, verbally committed to Western Illinois. And uh, Andrew Flaherty, picking up an offer from Western Illinois. And then uh, Jackson Cantwell, who was on the show last week, picking up an offer from Iowa. Yeah. So, and I saw him in a picture all dressed up in Alabama. He's going to Alabama too. this week. Yeah. Yeah. He's going uh, there this weekend. I think there's another big commitment coming up next week, if I'm not mistaken. So, is that right? Well, maybe they can commit here on the show. That'd be wonderful. Maybe we can maybe we can work a little something out with that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I again, if you're not getting the attention you want, don't freak out. No, keep putting quality plays on film. Yes, work on your highlight film. Make sure you get all the best plays up front. Make sure you're communicating with coaches. Make sure you're communicating with your coaches. Make sure you are doing the little things when they ask about you. Your name's going to bubble up to the top, right? From your coaches, come right out of his mouth. The other thing, coach. That you need to you need to respond. You need to be really cognizant of. Look the other coach in the eye. Shake his hand after the game. Talk to him because oftentimes when that coach is talking to a college coach and they say, "Hey, who'd you play against this year? Who do you recommend? Who are some other guys in the area?" If that coach has a good feeling about you and you competed hard and you were a, a stud athlete and you were a good sportsman. Nine times out of ten, they're going to give them your name, right? And there's no better recommendation than an opposing coach recommending you to a college coach. So, again, be a competitor. Play as hard as you can. Look them in the eye. Shake, shake their hand. Thank them for competing, right? We need, we need teams to play against. Can't play against yourself. So I think that that's, you know, something that's a good word of advice is spend time with those guys getting to know those opposing coaches because they're not the enemy. They're just a coach from another team that you get to play. Another word of advice is to tune in to us each and every week, 8 o'clock live now for the Football 360 show. Matt, I've enjoyed it. Yes. Always a good time. We could go on forever. That'll do it for us, and we will see you next week.